Welcome to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast. This podcast is designed to encourage entrepreneurs to build their thought leadership in a simplified and a systematic way. I'm your host Surbhi Devia, brand strategist, entrepreneur, founder of Digital Genie and also founder of chatmybio.com. I'm passionate to help fellow entrepreneurs, executives and individuals to think and thrive on their thought leadership. So grab your headset, turn up the volume and join me here to get the boost of encouragement you need to build your thought leadership every episode. And welcome with to the making of a thought leader podcast. It is my pleasure that you are here and going to share so much today with the audience. Thank you very much for having me. To begin with, let's start with with your background. So, where did you come from? What have you done? What's your experience? Share all of it. Okay. Do we have another two hours to? to <laughs> okay, I really wow. wish. <laughs> okay, I keep it short and simple. I'm originally from Prague, from Czech Republic. I'm actually a TV producer by my profession, so I spent uh, about more than 20 years uh, around TV production. Uh, I used to have a TV production house uh, in in Czech Republic, and mm-hmm. um, we had a lot of success, especially with golf. So I've, I've done a lot of golf-related programs on for, for TV. I was a TV commentator and I traveled the world with golf. I covered the tournaments for the TV and all that. And actually, that brought me to Dubai. From 2009, I was coming here uh, to cover the DP World Tour Championship, which is a golf tournament yes. at the European Tour. And um, yeah, three years later, from 2012, I actually relocated here and set up my own video production company and uh, start working here. And then, yeah, now <laughs> here we are, yeah, we you know, are. nine years down the line, still here. I yeah. still have a lot of plans here. So, so that's my background story. So uh, you said you have your own video production house and what is it called? It's uh, the, the company called Square Motion yeah. and uh, we've, uh, we've been around for quite some time. We're working with uh, with different clients on the on the on the online visibility, so we create a lot of videos, a lot of corporate videos, social media videos, things like that. We're not into film production or, or, or TVCs. We are more on the, on the video video side, and um, I always like to think about ourselves as a performance marketers. Uh, mm-hmm. We really care about how the video performs for the client. So it's not just about giving the video to the client and not really caring about what that brings because at the end of the day if you spend time and money and energy to create your video you want that video to to bring some results right and as as a business owners we always look at the ROI of of any of our activities so yeah our videos they always come with um, with ROI yes that's i think very interesting and i would pick your brains on that a little bit later but first let's talk about you still the way we met and i got to know you was through the podcast your linkedin smart podcast tell the audience a little bit more about the podcast <laughs> yeah it's everything interconnected so i mentioned that i am a, i'm a video producer and uh, that actually brought me to answer certain questions and the questions were always if i give the videos to my clients and they place it somewhere what they can do with it 
we saw very good results uh, coming from LinkedIn. Right. So we start to place these videos for our clients on LinkedIn and try to help those videos with a little bit of a promotion and some organic reach, reaching out to other people, things. And, and then suddenly, you know, there were there were some leads coming in through LinkedIn. And that was really interesting. So we did it for, for ourselves, like for our company and, of course, for our clients. And then some other clients were asking, you know, how you do this and how you do that. So that the whole idea of the other branch of our company, which is called Be LinkedIn Smart, came about. Yeah, and the podcast was just inevitable part of all that strategy where we're sharing some best tips and tricks and strategies about how to go about LinkedIn and how to actually uh, create something for you, for your business from LinkedIn. So I just went around and actually it just uh, it just started last year during the pandemic when our business, our video business was um, pretty much shut down because mm-hmm. uh, we are shooting at, at the client's premises right. and okay. uh, we couldn't go out. As a TV commentator, I don't mind really to sit in front of the camera or, or a microphone for that matter and talk to, to some people and, and do the interviews. So I thought, yeah, well, let me just talk to some LinkedIn experts around the world and record it. And create a podcast. So, right. so I, I just all the means are there. Like, there's really no excuse for us uh, not doing something what we think we should be doing. So, if you decide to do podcasts, if you decide to do your YouTube channel, if you decide to to do whatever, we have all the the resources are there. Uh, it's just our energy and our discipline to to stick to it and do it. Actually, so we actually created about fifty episodes uh, so far. Wow! Um, so that's that whole story behind LinkedIn Smart Podcast. That's so inspirational for me. What you said that if you put your energy and mind to it, the means are always there. You just need to do it. I think so. Sometimes, sometimes what we what we think is we need, we want to do a perfect thing, right? Yes. And we always try to think about you know how it should be and what it should be, and we overanalyze things. I'm the person who usually jumps in the pool and then trying to figure out how to swim. I'm not saying that this is the best option or the the first one. I think that somewhere in the middle it should be like you should have some bit of understanding of how to swim before you jump in the pool. <laughs> Uh, because you may drown, right? Like that's, yeah. um, I think uh, overanalyzing is very often our biggest block. You know, right. we kind of think that we really need to, it needs to be perfect. You know, no, actually it doesn't. Done is better than perfect, as, as we say, right? Yeah. Something that I have overcome as well is the imposter syndrome. Do I know enough? Do, do other people know more than me and what, what I'm adding as a value? So does it hit you? I mean, you like, you know, you jump into the pool already. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I think uh, what I found that the more imposter syndrome you have, the better qualified and skilled expert you are. Because by knowing more, you understand that you knowing still a very little. That feeling that, oh, am I the really the right person to talk about this? When you feel like this, be sure you are the right person to talk about it. I've seen a lot of those people who are just talking about something and they have absolutely no clue what they are talking about or they're teaching something and they really don't have a clue about this. Usually they don't have this imposter syndrome. Actually, imposter syndrome comes to the experts who understand that the more they know, they, they would need to learn more because they know still very, very little. So I would just twist it and, and invert that. You know, when you have imposter syndrome, when you feel like imposter, you are the right person to talk about your topic. Wow. Okay. That's like flipping the coin altogether. 
Yes. Amazing. I, whatever I've seen so far, like you do uh, be LinkedIn smart podcast. I, some of your LinkedIn posts are so engaging and interesting. I feel that you are constantly doing something step up every time. And in a way you're building your expertise. So is there anything that you do consistently to bring those uh, elements out within you? Mm, yeah, good question. Uh, and honestly speaking, like, for example, I, I really did not do consistently posting for the last, I think, couple of weeks on LinkedIn. I had some pause there. So I'm far from being perfect in that sense. One thing which I really found is that I think the consistency is the key. Mm-hmm. Consistency is key to everything. And I was just talking about it to some, someone the other day, and I was referring to water breaking the stone. How does water break the stone? Like a one drop at a time, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's consistent, and it's consistent and consistent and consistently dropping. And that's how water breaks the stone. Right. Uh, otherwise, there's no way. And like, like one splash and nothing afterwards, then the, the, there's no impact. In the same way, we need to look at how consistent we are in whatever activities we're doing, whether mm-hmm. it is posting, whether it's uh, podcasting, whether it's you know our business. Are we consistent in what we know that this is the line we want to take? Mm. And if we are sure about that, uh, of course, there are some tweaks along the way. But uh, if we are like overall, if we understand that this is our call and we want what we want, want to do then we need to be consistent and consistently uh, try to break through knock on the door and if you knock on the door there, there definitely will be someone who opens the door for you right very interesting so that brings me to this other question that i have in mind like you said you had your video production business in dubai and then it was organic that you went on to linkedin as a medium as a channel and yeah. And then the next step is the the LinkedIn Smart Podcast. And on the hindsight, it seems that you, know, you had perfectly solved puzzle or you know connected the dots. What I hear you say is that it was so organic that every every turn there was an opportunity and you took it on. And now that you've taken it on, you're doing it consistently. Yes, but don't get me wrong. These things, uh, whenever you do something. It's not that like um, you, <laughs> like a God is uh, talking to you through burning oh. bush or something and telling you you should do podcast. Right. Um, it's a it's a process. Like right? like you think about what what you want to do. Um, you analyze it. You you feel like would podcast be the right addition mm. to what I do? Would it would it make a sense for us as a business? Would it make a sense for people? who are out there for our audience, you, you're looking at different activities, different things, and trying to, to figure out if they are part of the puzzle. And if they are not, then, then it's okay. It's not necessary. Like um, some people, they, they kept asking me, like, should I do podcasts? I said, well, you know, I can't answer that question for you mm. because you need to know if that is, you know, something which will bring value to, to the people who are around you, right. uh, it bring value to, uh, to your business. And if not, then just concentrate on something else. Maybe try a YouTube channel or, or maybe, you know, throw yourself on LinkedIn and be, do a live on LinkedIn. Whatever it is, like um, try these activities and you will see how that fits into the overall puzzle. And if it's that missing piece or that, that important piece which you want to create. But yes, definitely. Once you decide to do that, please be consistent. Like mm-hmm. uh, try it at least for six months. Don't mm. give up after, you know, a few couple of tries and then you see that, that maybe there's no response. But right. 
you need to give some time to to that activity and to see if it's taking off. And if not, then yeah, okay, uh, it's there's no losing in in leaving some activity just because it doesn't work and it's fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there was a, a Thomas Alva Edison when he was uh, you know saying that 99 times he came with a with a light bulb which yes. didn't work, but the the hundredth time was the one which worked. So yeah, uh, same yeah. in same way. Correct. Okay, that's fantastic. I've seen that you also constantly tell individuals business owners that uh, linkedin is a platform that they should leverage uh, the one is the consistency part but people don't uh, they hesitate people don't come out especially the entrepreneurs and business owners who think that this is maybe too tech- technical for them or maybe this is just social media and they don't want to do social media they outsource it so what are your top 3 or 5 tips for such business owners who are hesitating who are not coming out on linkedin and sharing uh, or even you know basic hygiene factors like updating their profile uh, their company pages mm. one simple one simple thing when you when you start google your name mm. and if you google your name see what comes up actually most of the time linkedin profile is on the top yes so imagine you're going for a, a business meeting with some of your prospect and there's an opportunity to do business and the person just googles your name mm. what is what is there if there is a linkedin profile and then he clicks on the linkedin profile what does it say about you and about your business yeah it's just simple as that nowadays i think last year we had a big lesson that yes. the meetings it's not necessary to take an in take place just in person i mean there's an online visibility and the online visibility is becoming more and more important for us so yeah i understand that you have a nice uh, armani suit and and fantastic shoes and all that stuff but is that same on your online presence do you have that armani suit on your linkedin profile means like a symbolically is yes. that, is that your linkedin profile actually symbolic expression of your armani suit and if not then you need to do something with it because imagine once someone lands on your profile and it looks shabby doesn't really tell much about you uh, people are confused what what you actually do and then there is no really activities you don't really come across as a as an expert in your industry you're not really sharing anything yeah mm-hmm. people probably will say well that's that's not really an expert which i want to work with mm-hmm. and there's opportunity lost right and of course the second big thing is Uh, the online visibility is uh, is extremely important and as I, as i said last, last year we right. you know we all had that lesson that that's really something we need to we need to work on we need to take care of mm. business can happen online, online. business yeah. can go on on internet i was just actually having a, a session yesterday with one of my client and and she was uh, she was asking me oh, um, you know what i should always post about and all this you know and how to drive some traffic from the from my linkedin post and i look at the her post from just a couple of weeks back and there were seven unanswered comments and i told her have a look you have seven unanswered comments imagine those seven people wrote a comment on your post what does yeah. that mean that they were interested in the topic you're sharing right yeah. and you didn't didn't pick up that discussion so there's a seven opportunities for the business mm. lost right there so again where we think that we are smarter and, yeah. and we know better but actually there is whole world out there online which is waiting for us to explore it correct i also find that the boundaries are collapsing 
So the last year was a good teacher in terms of you can be anywhere in the world and you can talk to everybody and anybody in the world because suddenly there is this whole motivation to connect, to talk, to share. So long as your comment or your thought is kind of adding value. Yeah, I totally agree. Again, we we were talking about this last year really was was a big wake up call for all of us traditionalists, which we thought yes. that, you know, uh, um, business happens only in in person meetings. Actually, it doesn't. It's not true. You know, yeah. there's a whole world out there, and we can reach out to those other people in different countries. And it's it's actually easy. It is. It is. It is easy. easy. That's that's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. I want to shift a little bit here and talk about your experience in video and why do you think video is one of the greatest tools that businesses have today to share their voice to share their opinion no you're you're a master here so i'll let you take it on <laughs> yeah we have a one day workshop about all this so i'll try i'll try, try to squeeze <laughs> that question into like a concise time obviously video is a big phenomenon and there is a saying that picture can tell a thousand words right, right. like a, so yeah. imagine you have in one second where you have a 24 pictures Mm. just one second right so so you do the math uh so if picture can one picture can tell say a thousand, thousand words. words so one one second is 24 you know and all that yes, stuff yes, um yes. anyway have a look like we have a discussion now um yeah probably people will listen to it but we have it on zoom right mm-hmm. uh, you see me you see my gesture you see my yeah. uh, my emotion you see if i'm smiling and frowning whatever whatever it is you see the the uh, you know the other person Imagine that you are choosing, I'm actually using this example in my, in my seminars. Imagine that you have uh, two painters, like you want to paint your house and mm-hmm. you have uh, two painters and you visit the website. And on one website, the painter has a, it's a perfect website, really nice website. He's everything about painting and mm-hmm. uh, it's all that. The, the other website is, is very, very similar, also very nicely done. But at the beginning, there is a short video where the painter, the, the owner of the company, explaining, you know, how they do things. And right. then, you know, when you engaging with them, they will do this and this and this, you know, and they will paint it like this. They will first um, sit down with you, choose the colors, things like this. Who would you go for? Yeah. In most cases, you would choose the, the person Option who to- had the video on the, on the website, right? Yes. Why? Yes. Because suddenly you feel like you're talking to a real person. You're not talking to the company. In the yes. first instance, it's a beautiful website, but just kind of like it feels not, not really personal, right? right? In the second instance, you know, you kind of like a, you, you already know the person because you saw him on the video, right? Yes. And this is very important to understand that the video bridges the emotional connection. You cannot be with everybody all around the world, but you can be with them through the video. I have so many examples like this. Right. For example, we look at a TV series, right? Like I, love, um, I love Big Bang Theory. Yeah. If I meet Jim Parsons. Oh, my gosh. Person, yes. <laughs> I will go up to him and say, hi, Jim, how are you doing? He never saw me, yeah, but, you know, course. because I've seen 12 series, 12 years of him. So, so kind of like a, it became almost like we know each other. Right. We don't. Because of that, that connection that video brings. And Correct. this is extremely important. And that's important for us as a business owners. We want to bridge that gap. We want to be, fam- we want to be known um, right. by our clients. Our clients need to trust us. The more they see us, the more uh, is the trust. You know, I'm part of BNI. And in BNI, we have something which called VCP. 
mm-hmm. visibility, credibility, profitability. If you're more visible to your clients, if you're more visible, so right. you create more videos and, and you're sharing some value, probably the your credibility, credibility. is increasing, right? Right. And if people trust you more, they have a, you have more chances that they will buy from you. That's the profitability. So yes. there's a direct correlation between visibility, credibility, and profitability. Yes. Visibility is uh, directly proportional to credibility as directly proportional to profitability. Yeah. Correct. That's wonderful. I meet entrepreneurs and they, are, they all agree on all that you said. Yes. Uh, you know, they want to do video. They want to do social media. They want to do everything. But for video in specific, they are very hesitant because they are camera shy. Tell me, how do you unlock this in your clients and your, you know, especially those entrepreneurs and business owners who have not had the opportunity to go in corporate world or got received certain training? How can they unlock this within them? Obviously, yeah, there are a lot of people who are camera shy. Thanks God for COVID because all of us, we are sitting in front of Zoom. So yes. we're getting kind of like used to, to see ourselves <laughs> because that's usually the problem, right? Like that's you right. see yourself. Oh my mm-hmm. God, this is really how I look. Oh yeah. no, I don't want to. You know, because we are sitting on the Zoom, then we're getting accustomed to see ourselves, which is right. which is actually good. That's uh, that's a good thing. So yeah, first thing is just, just to start doing the, the videos. I'm not saying you need to post them. You need to put them anywhere. Just mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. None of us who are like a now okay in front of the camera we're not camera shy none of us started like uh, like that at the beginning like when yeah. you when you would see my i work as a, as a tv producer i stand in front of the camera as well many times mm-hmm. so so for me it was when when i st- stood in front of the camera for the first time it was you know it was a frightening moment and it just got better and better and better as i practiced more right. and this is the whole thing right like it's just you need to practice so now we have the opportunity to record ourselves, for example, to create some short script and uh, record ourselves and not post it anywhere. And then maybe next day you can try again and then again and again and again. And then you will see that you will get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a lot of, lot of different um, educational um, or, or like information on YouTube, you know, how to do this, how to do that. Yeah. So you can learn from other people how they uh, how they do, how they perform. You can try it out as well. Of course, the one thing is just to try and then, you know, get better as you go on. Second thing is, usually when we have a client that they have a problem with um, with the camera, what we do, we use teleprompter. Yes. And the teleprompter actually is even on your phone. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of apps you can download. I use I use Nano, Nano Teleprompter. That's a mm-hmm. very specific one for, for Android. And uh, basically what it does, uh, you create a script, you put it on your screen on your phone, and then you record in front-facing camera. As you record yourself, you just read off the screen the text which you, which you prepared. Because sometimes people just, you know, they don't know what to say, and then they, you know, kind of, they, they stutter and they, they go yeah. back and this. So that takes away that fear of, I don't know what to say. Now you're more uh, focused on how you're saying things. Yeah. Right, so right. you don't need to memorize the text. The text is there for you. And just basically, you just read it off the screen. Of course, um, it shouldn't be like reading of the screen. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, yeah. 
there's a bit of a bit art to it as well, you know, how to read it and how to not show that you're actually reading it. But uh, that's a different story. And third thing, which we normally say is when you don't want to see yourself all the time, do it as, um, uh, you know, where, where, where there's a newscast. Uh, usually when somebody is reporting from, let's say, there was a flood in, in Czech Republic right now, yeah? Okay. So there's a there's a person who is rep- the reporter and the reporter say, oh, hi, I'm, I'm in this spot and that there are floods, the, the, the things are happening like this. And then as he speaks, the camera cuts in into a different shot. So we can still hear yeah. what the person is saying, like talking about the floods, but we actually see a different pictures, different, right. different footage. And that's what we call B-rolls. So what you can do, you can actually memorize your intro and outro so you can say for example today i'm going to to tell you a tip about how to become more visible on linkedin and that's your intro and then as you speak so you can just record your voice and then put some other visuals on the top of your voice so you don't see yourself you don't you know but still you're giving some very valuable information valuable tip to your clients and at the end say oh i hope um, this uh, this tip was really valuable if says if so follow me some kind of call to action thank you very much and see you next time yeah yes so that's called b-rolls and yeah these the, the footage which you can see like that the cutaway shots yeah we call it in in uh, in the media we call it b-rolls a roll is the um, is the, the reporter with the audio, and the B rolls are the cutaway shots. Yes, all right. So you and just to revise on what you said because these are so valuable. One is you practice. You do a video. You don't post it anywhere, so you get more confident and you get in the hang of things. Really. Second is you use a teleprompter because you only have to then take care of how you are saying it but you're not stuttering and that's not putting you off. And the third thing that you just mentioned is uh, use B-rolls, very much a technique that telecasters or TV presenters use. It. So, wow, that is phenomenal. And I think just as you we were talking before today, there are a keen number of resources. Like I didn't know about this nano teleprompter that you mentioned, which is an app. And, you know, such kind of resources are so helpful to let anybody and everybody get started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about you now and how are you planning your own content? How do you balance? Because I, I think it will be interesting to know that you are a business owner. You are obviously busy, but you still kind of show up consistently, either or podcast, LinkedIn, post. So how do you plan all of this? How do you balance this? I like, I like the word strategy. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, I'm a lazy person. So I try to be as effective as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bill Gates said, like, if you want to solve an issue, give it to a lazy person because he will find the easiest way how to do that, uh, that problem. And I kind of feel like I'm, I'm there as well. So it's right. about being effective, yet still helpful and valuable to, to your audience. So what I do and create your own content library. Mm-hmm. So start creating your own content library. If you're sharing a tip, uh, for example, as I mentioned, you know, how to create a video with the help of teleprompter. Right. This tip is valid today. It will be valid probably in three months and it will be probably valid in one year time. Yes. So yes. if I have this kind of content, why should I use it only once? Mm. 
So I'll keep this as a, and, and we have all the Google Drive in the, and you can, you can organize that, you know, in, on your Google Drive. So you just put this video there or post uh, for that matter that whenever you need some content and you need it immediately, you just go to that because you already created it. Correct. Common misconception on the social media is that when I post the content, everybody will see that content so I cannot use it anymore. That's a lie. That's, that's, that's not correct. Mm. If you post your content, we say in the marketing that about 30% of your audience will actually see that post. Mm. Only 30%. Yeah. What does that mean? That you can, you can actually use it three times, yes. right? Yes. Of course, not, you know, next day and next, next day. day. Yeah. I'm not saying that. But give it a month. Give it a maybe, you know, I don't know, six weeks, seven weeks before you repeat that thing. Another thing is that your new connections, which you get in that period, they, they've never seen that content before. So okay. they, will, they will appreciate that again. So okay. be smart about creating content. You don't be a machine that you need to like a char- churn out every day, new content, new content. Yes, you can, you can do that. Republish the old content, which is still valuable, which is still makes sense. Right. So that's how I go about it. So I see my week. Um, and I say, for example, okay, uh, this week I will do four posts. So three of them are three of them are new, and one of them is uh, republished, or two plus two, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like know what I what I want to do. What I want to do. Sometimes it's something very uh, intuitive. You know, I do something, so I just I can do a picture now from talking to you, and I can post this this content. You know, yes, I've been on the podcast and then right. I'm talking to Surbi about, about certain things. So, so you see like uh, everything, what we do can be turned into, into some kind of content piece. And if it's, if it's valuable for the audience, I would definitely advise to create your own content library where you can always go to if you, uh, if you feel like. Sure. Sure. So these are your top two way of organizing yourself. First is create yeah. a library and second is republish older content. All right, so let's talk about what is your source of inspiration? Like what keeps you going? Oh, source of inspiration. You know, I like variety. And uh, if you ask me who, who am I, I, I would have a probably hard time to kind of like put myself into one box because currently my main business is in a, in a video production, which is a lot of creative work. But on the other hand, that creativity or that creative work is also a very technical and um, sometimes very manual. So I want to balance it out. So I'm artist, I paint. So I like to to try out a lot of things. I I try to go every morning to the beach and uh, do my meditation there. Uh, So I think I'm not really sure if I can answer the question, you know, where I get my inspiration from, but these are from all these activities. I've heard once somebody said, that if you want to be in control, create a lot of opportunities for yourself. Yeah. So the more opportunities you have, the better you are in the control of your life. And right. I think this is really true. Honestly speaking, I don't believe in lifetime opportunity because I know if you create an opportunity, the next one may be the lifetime opportunity or the next one may next be the lifetime. So yeah. there is no lifetime opportunity. There are only opportunities mm-hmm. and you are in charge of creating them for yourself. So I just like to create an opportunities for myself in a, in a different ways of life and uh, in different, you know, different fields. Yeah. And by the way, I am a big fan of your art. I keep looking for those LinkedIn posts where you 
share your latest painting and that inspires me to go paint myself. So that's really <laughs> lovely. Keep doing more of it. Thank you. Vid, thank you so much for generously sharing all about LinkedIn, about video, what entrepreneurs can do. One of the key themes that the Making of Thought Leader podcast is to get more people, get engaged, share their stories, create their personal brand, get out there and stand out in the cacophony of digital world. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming today. But before I let you go, tell me where people should look you up. Yeah, I think the easiest is really to go to LinkedIn, type my name. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn most of the time. Uh, that's that's my that's my social media. I like I like the professionalism of of the platform. If people want to see a little bit more about the the LinkedIn, so there's a, there's a website called belinkedinsmart.com where we share all the all the things about our. LinkedIn work and lead generation. If you want to see some of my art, I actually have an Instagram page which is called Square Motion Art. So okay. that's a handle, handle Square Motion Art. I'm sharing that my some of my art pieces. Yes, that'll be wonderful. Thank you. And there's only one of you, Nitek Ladislav. Yes. 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 <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Wait. Uh, really appreciate you joining here today. It was absolutely a pleasure. Thank you very much. The first step to build your thought leadership is with a powerful professional personal bio. Personal bios can be used on LinkedIn as a summary, on your website, or it can be shared with others as your introduction on a public platform. If you do not have a fantastic personal bio which talks volumes about your professional experience and your expertise, help is around. Jot My Bio is a done-for-you professional bio writing service that showcases the best of your unique self. Visit jotmybio.com, that is J-O-T-M-Y-B-I-O.com today and get yourself a unique handcrafted personal bio. I truly appreciate you joining me on the podcast today and to stay updated on the latest episodes, make sure you have subscribed to the Making of a Thought Leader podcast on your favorite podcast player. See you next time.